and welcome to Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping for you Married at First Sight Season 16, Episode 3. Music City Matrimony. Music City Matrimony. So we've got, we have a little bit of all of the weddings now. Yes. And I feel like we have so much to say this Yes. Week. I realize that I... I'm not maybe not as anti-wedding as I've been on the last couple podcast episodes. I don't like the fluff before the weddings. Yeah. But once the weddings start and we get our once the reception start, you know, and we get our grilling of spouses by family members, we get some people who've been drinking a little too much, we get some dancing and we get some drama. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And I'm here for it all. Yeah, I agree. I sort of realized the same thing. Like, oh, the weddings are fun and actually do give us some juice. It's just, it takes so long to get there. But we are here. So what do you say we start with McKinley and Dominique? Let's let's jump right in. <sighs> so we start with finding out that McKinley's actually very nervous and specifically about what she looks like. He woke up many times in the night, just racked with fear over his biggest concern, which is how vague he was in the physical description he expects. And, you know, he's a boob guy, but all boobs are good too. I was just like, bro, stop, stop. Mm. Also, like, lucky you, little do you know, there is a boob girl coming down the aisle for you. But, like, I don't know, not the cutest uh, thing that he's panicking over. Um, And then we're seen with Dominique, with her family, before the wedding. They're all so interesting. They're like a big hunting family. They're like a big wilderness family. Yeah, well, I mean, she's fishing off the pier. All the time. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So they're very concerned. Like, what if when we go to hunt rabbit and squirrel, if he is not down? So that was interesting. Mom is already pushing for grandbabies. Yes. Which I I mean, which we will get into later how big of a contrast Dominique's mom from McKinley's mom and like where they stand right now is. But mom needs to calm down a little bit. Like she's pushing with the grandbaby thing. And I'm like, literally your daughter is 25 years old (laughs) and you already are the one that put her on this show. So like, just please calm down a little bit. I was too distracted by Dominique's back tattoo. It's a little shoulder piece and it says, and beyond in Disney writing with a little rocket ship. Like, as in the Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear, to infinity and beyond. Mm. And nothing screams old school, old soul more to me (laughs) than a tattoo in Disney font. (laughs) She's a Disney adult, I guess. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) Uh, And then we go back. So then we, this is our first introduction in like the lead up to the ceremony where we see McKinley's mom and how clearly not stoked she is about any of this. And like, let's be real in this moment, everything she's saying is perfectly reasonable. Like, she's just like, I want you to have had years with this person to court them. To yes. Get to the know word them. courtship came up a lot. It did. <laughs> but I get what she mom. means. She's I mean, she's right in son. everything, but this is the wrong avenue for this. The last girl he was with effed him over hard. So you've got super protective mom, and she's just not excited about this at all. So this is like, this sets the tone it, and it sucks, right? We always talk about this. Like whenever there's a parent in this position, it's not that you don't understand where they're coming from, but you're also just like, damn, dude, this is one of like, they need, they need you and your support only. That's it. That's all they need from you today. They're doing one of the scariest things that anyone could do and they want you there. So it's like, just shut your mouth then. Yeah, we've come too far. I'm sorry to say. And file this under things that we should keep to ourselves and maybe think but not say out loud to our son who's about to get married. I hope she's not a diva and not bitchy. <laughs> yeah. Mom, just keep that to yourself. Yeah. Again, reasonable thoughts. 
but yeah, not just like, the pep talk needed. No, for about to walking down the aisle. No, I I just have to say overall, I just continue to feel very uneasy about this couple. I don't feel great about them. I I just there's a lot of things that feel awkward and like not natural to me. Um, but we get into the wedding. I guess can I just say something that might be controversial? Can we stop with the haircut? Oh, I don't even. I don't, I would, I'm not saying that he is anything related, I, but like, why are we still doing the bicked on the sides Nazi haircut? I'm sorry. That's what it is. That's what we all thought it was until 2012 as, when it suddenly became cool to get a fade. But even like the bald side. Okay, speak on it. You're the boy. But I'm as just like, someone who has had a haircut similar to this. It was very Tiki Torch Charlottesville for me. And I'm not <laughs> saying anything about him personally. No. I'm just saying the haircut is a little like that. Yeah. We need to graduate. This has been retired from. It just has. Like, yeah, we've just retired this look. It's over. It's done. So, McKinley, grow it out a little bit on the sides. Just a little. Just a tap. Anything is better. But it's like we're practically bald on the side. It's extreme. It's just like, why? Yeah. Anyway. It's it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So they're up there. Uh, the letter for that his family writes, which I'm sure was more so his friend, which also I'm going to be ignorant and say and like say the thing of we don't know if Taylor is even heterosexual. We don't know anything about their friendship. But Taylor is a female, and that's his best friend, who he has been living with, with her and her family. And I just, there there was a part of me that was like, is she in love with him, though? Because there was like a wistful look on her face when she was talking to him and prepping him. And I'm just like, I can't help but like, be like a as the new wife, I would be a little caught off guard by this whole dynamic that like my new husband's best friend is a female and he's been living with her and her family. I don't know. It's a little bizarre. It's bizarre, right? A little bizarre. It's, Again, it's a fair fully question. Own that I'm being ignorant. Maybe she's a lesbian. Maybe it like she's not and it doesn't matter. And they've had an amazing platonic friendship for 20 years. I know that that exists and that is possible. It's just more rare. It's just a little more unexpected. And it does add an interesting thing in the mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, more so the living with. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like, that's a little interesting. But whatever. It happens. So, (laughs) it happens. So, we get, like, the letter from his family to her makes a point to like intro with you should buckle up and get ready because the adventure with McKinley has begun. And Dominique's mom looks frightened by it. Um, I don't know. Again, I just feel like there is so much we don't know about this man. All I know is that there's nothing about his present moment that seems to be solid. He used to have a career in the cannabis industry, no longer does. Again, we want to know the juice, what happened, how did that unravel, etc. There's a lot of people on this show who I have a pretty good understanding of who, like, who they are mm-hmm. and what they're... I'm just a little... I don't know enough about McKinley yet. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just, like, incomplete, not enough data. Yeah, agree. Agree. But and in the gap of lack of of data, it's where we start to tell our own stories. So it's yes. like, yo, we'll fill it in. Fill, fill it, it in, in or us. we will fill it in for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> um, her vows were cute. I thought his vows were fine. I didn't love that lucky ticket line at the end. I thought it was cheese ball, but mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, he seems like he thinks she's really pretty and he's relieved when she walks down the aisle. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, he does seem relieved. Okay, so then we have them after their ceremony. They do their sit down. And I personally felt that once it came out, she was 25. It all got really awkward and like kind of devolved. And like, it's interesting because we do end up finding out that like one of the reasons his last relationship didn't work was like she was too young to be career oriented at all. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, 
someone specifically asks for something and they get given potentially the opposite. Though I'm also wondering about the audacity of him to expect someone career-oriented when he's clearly in transition. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Thoughts? that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue there. So yeah, I thought things got awkward after we found out the age. The picture taking was fine. It just felt a little stunted. And I just took from that that, like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel super organic and natural to me with them. But it is very early. And when he talks about her, he talks about her like she's beautiful and he's really he he says she's quirky and I just was like what does that mean to him I'm curious what that means to him um but then we have his mom sit down with Dominique and this is obviously the main thing that we're all so I'm gonna play it and then let's talk about what we think about this because this was like kind of brutal in every way and it's awkward to even talk about i guess but like it must be addressed so please hold i was really nervous about meeting your family you know like i didn't have any like specifications on race you know or anything like that but ultimately like growing up in the south it has kind of been like a bigger hurdle for me and those type of things do weigh heavy on my heart. And so I just like, I really just want to be like accepted for who I am. Yeah, I can will play it. Yes. But um, it's hard being married. It's hard. No. So I don't know. No. This is a major opportunity missed. Dominique is being very vulnerable very vulnerable right now with someone she's barely met yeah letting her know hey this is kind of what i'm concerned about this is something that's weighing on my heart and as a mother-in-law this is a complete opportunity missed i've personally found it well i'll say i found it offensive that after Dominique said all of that stuff, mm-hmm. she and you can see in the clip, McKinley's mom puts his puts her arm out and does like this. It felt like a condescending yes. little tap on the arm, like "Oh, y- you're great, honey. We're fine." But yeah, it's it, and completely doesn't dismisses bring, the whole thing. Dismisses the whole thing. It's I. It's unacceptable. Yeah. So I want to say a few things. I understand why this was uncomfortable for McKinley's mom and sister. I understand that the way that Dominique set this up, it's a little awkward when you think through the verbiage because she is essentially saying, I was open about whatever race my potential husband could be, but I do have some fears around my new family not being able to accept me for being black. It's awkward because she's basically saying, I've been scared that you guys were racist. And and then she just and then it's like, and what do you have to say on that? Yeah. <laughs> so that's def I mean, it's definitely putting them on the spot and it's a little bit awkward, but you can tell in the way that she says what she says, like you said, it's so vulnerable, it's so sincere. You can feel that like this is coming from just a truly deeply insecure and nervous place. And all mom needed to do was just frantically reassure right away. Oh my God, sweetie. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that you had bad experiences like that. But our family, like, you know, it's awkward. You would have stumbled through it, but you would say like, our family fully accepts whoever McKinley chooses, whatever race they are. We think that you're beautiful and we're so like honored to meet you or whatever, anything, anything. Like this poor woman did just basically reveal something heavy. Like she's the one that had to leave the conversation, which that takes a lot. And like, as awkward as it can be, this is a conversation that is going to be had because this is an interracial couple and they're in Tennessee like it's not like you could just act like race has nothing to do with anything it's it it's 
it's relevant and it'll impact them as a couple. So yeah. You don't have to have all of the, I mean, it's like Dominique didn't really ask a question in there. I don't think. And so I was, you know, you don't have to have all of the right answers, but an effort can be made. Yes. And I just felt like zero effort was made. I'm like, you just talked about how you're worried that he's going to get matched with a bitch. And then you were cold as ice in this moment. And she just completely dismissed what she said. And then clearly like, The bigger thing here, which Keisha pointed out, like in After Party, it's awkward because McKinley is there. And so they play this moment again. And he, because McKinley is just talking this talk like, oh, the day was perfect. And both sides of the family were just so supportive. It was a wonderful day. And Keisha's looking at him cockeyed like, were you, did you see the scenes that we just watched together? Like that, your mom was not down. Anyone could have said that from the beginning when we first met her. And so Keisha makes a point to be like, look, let's put the race part aside if you don't want to talk about that. Bottom line, your mom didn't want you to do this and clearly had no interest in like giving whoever the wife was a real shot because she didn't want you to do this at all. And then we find out that literally... So McKinley goes, yeah, no, no, no. She was she was supportive. Ah, da, 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 da. I mean, she did the day before the wedding offer me 50 grand to not do it. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. (laughs) I was like, excuse me, what? And then that made me wonder, like, wow, is that what they stand to make for the over the eight weeks of shooting is 50 grand? So mom was like, look, whatever you're going to make from this, which, again, I'm just going to say brings me back to my original fear about him, which is that like whatever's going on with his job and stuff is much more unstable than whatever was let on at the top. And like, what if this is for money more than anything else? Um, But that's like a spiral. That's a thought spiral. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I can't I, believe that. I was shocked. He seemed way too like comfortable and chummy on after party. I don't know. He, he had a whole after party vibe that I wasn't <laughs> really feeling. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just, the way he was sitting in the chair with his drink, like, oh, whatever, like, I don't know. It just, something seemed Interesting. Off. I mean, I was surprised to hear that he suit, like, his BFFs from the season are Eris and Shaquille. So I just took from it that he was super comfortable because him and Shaquille were on together. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, maybe I just don't like McKinley that much. That's fine. I mean, I just, still just TBD, you know? But, yeah, mom was... Really lame. Then on the other side of it, Dominique's mom did also bring up race with McKinley. And I think just to basically be like, look, I'm protective of my daughter. Is this going to be an issue in your family? Because she doesn't deserve to have this be an issue. I don't, he didn't have like a groundbreaking response, but I personally felt like he took it in stride. Yeah, I would agree with that. She asked the tough questions. Yeah. It's going to be an it's an awkward conversation to have, but he at least did more than his mom to reassure. Yes. Yeah, compared that, to his mom, yeah. he handled it much better. And then the only other thing I have is I was so refreshed to watch a guy get the garter in not a creepy just like diving for the vagina on the first day that they met way. <laughs> because that always causes me major stress on behalf of the girl when these guys like are trying to put on a big show and they do the whole thing and they dive into the dress. And I'm just like, you just met her. Like she might have not even wanted to kiss you today, let alone. So McKinley, like good job on not being creepy with that. And the only other thing that stood out was that she was at, oh, well, first off, she also got drunk and it was obvious, right? Like I personally even noticed it for the first time when speaking with his mom, Mm. I thought there was a little slurring happening, but I was like, maybe you're imagining it. And then when she was in the bathroom with her girlfriends, you're like, oh, you're very drunk. She was talking about how she's adamant. They won't have sex tonight. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, do you have anything else on them? I mean, we got Dominique's mom making reference to he could be Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, so right. <laughs> that was that was fun. Which 
it's funnier to me, like hearing it in the context after watching McKinley's mom be a bitch. Yeah. Because I was like, it almost seemed like she knew about it in that little side interview. Uh, anyway, not making any claims at all about McKinley's mom and her actual thoughts on race here. She clearly, I believe, so like had a stick so far up her ass because of this process that no matter who the girl was in that situation, they were going to be fucked tonight with her. But really poor job of like projecting that onto like a really important human conversation that needed to be had. And like, I just felt bad. I felt like she made Dominique feel small in that moment. And that was not cool. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Let's move on to Eris and Jasmine. There's a lot going on with this couple. There's a lot going on with this couple. And the my personal seesaw back and forth. Yes. Throughout their whole all of their segments. I was just gonna say I felt like I was being whiplashed of like, oh no, with him. And then but then something with her. Oh God. I'm worried about him. And then like I kept going back and forth. Uh, so we pick right back up where we left off last episode. With Eris talking to his cousin. Okay, yeah. And she's not having it. She says this is laughable. <laughs> I know. Um, and I liked that he kind of pushed back and called her out mm-hmm. and was like, okay, you're like, I'm. looks like I'm already fighting for my marriage already. Right. And was like, do you have any positive things to say? <laughs> right. Um, and then she was able to like, you know, flip the switch and deliver some positive was advice. She's lame at this point i'm like okay you're done ma'am because even later when she finally when she ends up sitting down with jasmine and the mom and she's totally miss doomsday then too i was yeah. just like okay no yeah you're right oh i can't you were wait right to get last, to that like part. and shaquille gets into it he was like i would not have invited that cousin she would have been uninvited and then he ends up saying i actually had a doubting cousin as well And Mm -hmm. that person did not get an invite. Yep. So I, by this point, was like, okay, you're just doomsday all over. The ceremony is has happened. Like, just be quiet. Uh, But we get, I mean, he's very excited when Jasmine comes down the aisle. He applauds her because he thinks (laughs) she's so beautiful. I just have to say real quick, when Jasmine was with her family. Mm -hmm. um, Her parents are so cute. So cute. So here for Yvette's. That's her mom. Um, mm-hmm. Wedding or like look outfit. Yeah, me too. She's got like pink poof. I mean, it was just dream. It was amazing. I got a great picture. Um, and you know, I think her dad's a pastor. Faith is a big part of you know her family and her relationship. Mm-hmm. And she goes, divorce is not an option for me. And I was just like, have you seen the show? <laughs> because. Yeah. I don't know how many people have said that before they walk down the aisle on this show. Right. Only six weeks later or eight weeks later at Decision Day. Yeah. Divorce is a pretty big option then. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. Watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> Her family letter like was short and sweet. It wasn't bad. It was just very brief. I wasn't blown away. I didn't like learn a ton more about her personality from it. Um, his family just goes straight for it and admits in their letter to her that he's not very good at communicating. (laughs) Uh, But he's an all-around great man. So his was pretty brief, too. But I was just like, I thought it was funny between that letter that his family wrote to her, and then later he puts her family on the spot. Is she a good communicator? All three girls just freeze. (laughs) and go quiet for at least four to six seconds. I'm like, oh my God, both of you got outed tonight as bad communicators. We're going to be monitoring the communication situation between this couple. Yes. I I mean, I'm already nervous because if people are saying that from the top, it's not a great sign. Uh, His vows were good. I wrote, I'm partial to a vow around like about faithfulness. Mm. And he didn't put anything like that. And for a self-professed former fuckboy, I really wanted to hear him say something about that. Yes. So that bothered me. But he did manage to fit in two food-related vows. So I missed that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. I thought the kiss was nice. It was subtle. It was enough. 
It's not that difficult to do this. It was a sweet peck on the lips. I mean, there was definitely no passion in it, but it was perfectly But fine. that's what I'm saying. That is a perfectly acceptable kiss for married at first sight wedding. Right. We don't need to do side cheek. No one's expecting a makeout. Yeah. Like, that's how it's executed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Kirsten, it wouldn't have been that hard. But that being said, the ask first move, I don't think you have anything to lose by asking. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So. I wondered, I wrote, they're the same height. I wonder if she cares. And then right after, she's like, thinks he's really cute. Did address that he's a little shorter than her. I was like, Jasmine, you're wearing heels and you're the same height. So come on. Um, As a tall girl, I understand that life, but that's not the equivalent of him being shorter than you as a person. Um, (laughs) But... She seems very impressed. Like, they both seem very impressed and attracted to each other off the bat. Now, we need to get into this dog situation. Yes. It is, I think, unequivocally unacceptable (laughs) that you have 13 dogs. Yeah. And you are bringing Eris into that. I think that's a lot. I think it's too much. Yeah. I I think it's really interesting that... She was even, like, qualified. If you have that, I mean, you're a dog breeder. So what, you're going to have nine puppies in this loft apartment? I don't know. While you're waiting to sell them? I don't know. It just, that's a lot to ask. Also, I wonder if Jasmine's going to have the adopt, don't shop clubs coming for her for being a dog Mm. breeder. (laughs) Yeah, though. I mean, it's extreme. So, like, we open, like, I mean, I just felt like when they sat down with each other, post uh walk down the aisle they both were sort of leading with unflattering facts like what did he he, say he's an only child Mm -hmm. whereas she's one of four and he just straight up admits he's a spoiled only child (laughs) and that he definitely has only child syndrome he brings it up later when she's not there to someone else and then she goes into, so, oh, and then we find out, oh, they have opposite schedules because he works eight to four and she's works at night. And then that's the We're perfect just adding slash strikes worst setup fast. to then find out that not only does she do this cheer coaching business at night, but she has a dog breeding business. She has four fully grown dogs. Okay, so Plus, that's a problem in and of itself. Right. We, we love dogs. We're dog people. We have a couple of our Big own. Dog people. Um, Four is too much it's for one lot. for one person. Now right. add on to that your occasional leaders of puppies. Nine puppies. All I was hearing him think through was, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So I'm responsible to care for 13 animals when I get home from work every night and you leave for cheer? I thought he was thinking... How come I didn't answer the survey correctly at the beginning of this? <laughs> Maybe the survey, the Married at First Sight like application needs to be updated because if you know if it has a question that says like, "Are you okay with dogs, cats?" You know, wh- we need to whatever. add more details. Now we how need many? how many? What breed? What are we looking at here? Because does your dog get along with other dogs? If I was entering a relationship with someone. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got four dogs and you're going to be walking them every afternoon. Yeah. no. I would be like, um, come again. Thank you. Next. Yeah. It's a lot to ask. Yeah. And he does end up saying <laughs> with like the most weary tone. I don't want to have a whole shelter at the crib. <laughs> <laughs> He's like genuinely downtrodden. And I would say that that look sort of defines his existence at this wedding for the rest of the wedding to me until they're doing their cute walkout. Mm-hmm. Like he just looks like, oh shit, what have I gotten myself into? And then like we have him talking to her friends. We have that whole hesitation when he asks if she's a good communicator. They say she just doesn't like confrontation. So like the bit, which ugh, it's like, that could mean a million things. They made it seem like she doesn't like confrontation when she thinks that, like, you're going to get mad at her, which is perfectly fine and understandable. But that could look a lot of different ways. If we've seen so many contestants, like, 
if she's like stomping around the house and icing him out for days, then that's not good. Uh, yeah, we have no idea how this is going to play out yet. Yeah. And what we exactly mean by communication. And then he says to them, they're like asking about him. And he's like, I don't know if I've been in a lot of serious relationships. I was like, yeah, that's code for I've never been in one. LOL to I don't know. You're a 39-year-old adult. You know if you've been in a serious relationship before. You're saying that to like take the edge off and really it just makes no sense. Because if you ha- here's the thing, being in a long-term relationship shows that you have what it takes to get to a point where you are in a long-term committed relationship. Any person who asks that wants to hear like some evidence. Right. Of of this. Yeah. And so if you have been in one, you think you would lead with that and what you learned from that relationship and how it's making you better. Right. Like bottom line, he doesn't have anything to pull from. Exactly. Remember he got rejected when he was 28 and his life shut down. And he never, and then he just decided to have copious amounts of sex for the last 12 years. Copious. (laughs) So that was interesting. Then we have Jasmine sitting with his mom and his cousin. I wanted to hear from mom and mom didn't really, we didn't get to hear her point of view. She seemed tickled by Jasmine's existence though. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, you have freaking doubting cousin and like Jasmine is very clear. Like she gives great answers, but the cousin leads with like, this is out of nowhere to me. It seems extreme. This just makes no sense. She's not buying any of it. Yeah. And this is, Every once in a while, you run into these situations where a friend or family member at the reception talks to, you know, their new spouse spouse or in-law or whatever, and they put them in a lose-lose situation. And mm-hmm. the cousin puts um, Jasmine in a complete lose-lose situation. And I hate this because she makes reference to, well, she's a pageant girl, so she has all the right answers. Right. And it's like, well, what do you want her to say? Do you want her to say nothing? Because then you're going to go back and say, well, she's clearly not prepared to be married if she doesn't have the answers to these questions. So I just don't know what you want. It's not fair at all. So good that she's suspicious. And Shaquille actually had the same issue. I'm like, guys, we, I mean, I guess there have been times where we have thought someone put off such an obvious smooth operator energy that they seemed fake. But I'm just like, Jasmine I wasn't getting that from her. Though. I wasn't and grounded and just really mature. Like these answers. Yes, they're the right answers, but they're thought out. They're not just like sweeping generalizations. Well, and let's be honest, nine times out of 10, when you have your feeling like someone is too smooth or it's a guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like that's statistically how it works out on these shows. So <laughs> like, I just am here for a little bit more grace when we are meeting someone for the first time. And yeah, for sure. I, I you know, I don't know. Well, it's like, cousin, the protection how is, is fair. A woman but... that doesn't know you supposed to respond to this right now. Exactly. And then, oh, so, <laughs> They're with their separate friends now. Everyone's like, they're both being asked, like, where's your attraction? But first off, like, I just have to say, fuck the friend that decided that we were going to rank Jasmine's appearance based on Beyonce. Beyonce is 10. Where's Jasmine? I'm just like, just just stop. That's not a rubric. That's mean. I I don't want to be a part of that rubric. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I obviously, like, it's a little, like, it gives me the shivers to watch men talking about putting a number on a woman. And I fully acknowledge that, like, five seconds before, Jasmine did that for Eris. But it just didn't feel creepy and judgy. She also gave him a nine. Like, you know, anyway. Well, compared to Beyonce, he gave her an eight, which that's pretty solid. I'm just like, compared to Beyonce, that's not, that's absurd. Like, no, no one should be compared to Beyonce, okay? Except in, like, the spirit. Yes. The spirit and the soul. Because yes. <laughs> anything else is unfair. But, okay, which leads us to the next thing. So then they ask him, what's your ideal night tonight when you go back to the room? 
And there's silence for a second. And the friend's like, oh, you're being nasty. And he goes, get on your knees. Nope. You lost me. Any good faith that she That was all he said. Yeah. Get it- on your knees. That's his ideal night. Ew. Any good faith that you may have earned throughout this. Yeah, it all vanished. Wedding ceremony and reception. It's all gone. Disappeared. Disappeared. Um, and I'm just like, not it okay. like. Not acceptable. You sound like a high school kid from the 90s t- telling jokes that he think people will like make him look cool. Like, yeah. I'm like, really? We still joke like that? Well, some people do. I was so unimpressed. I was just like, really? No, 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 no. And I don't know. Maybe some of you will think we're being prudish or overdramatic, but I'm like, that really? That's what you say on your wedding night on national TV? Like, no, gross. Um, But then, like, the silver lining is that they do get to leave in a hot pink vintage Mustang convertible, and I'm dead about that. It was, like, the cutest thing ever. I was like, that that would have been probably my ideal. Yeah, that was a gorgeous car. Yeah. Um, One little thing I have to add. I thought it was hilarious that when they sat down for dinner, he clearly starts cutting into his chicken, and she looks at him and goes... Would you like to pray? And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's pray. I must have forgot to pray. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly just wanted to eat. Yeah. He's like, damn. Okay, Gina and Clint. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we're just going to be fully transparent off the top. We deeply, deeply dislike Clint. And the preview for the season to come where we watch him at the honeymoon tell everyone that he's actually used to athletic and slender women. Like he's not used to Gina's body type. I officially hate him. I'm sorry. It's my bias. I, I, I just, it needs to be put out there now. That will be the lens through which I am judging what happens with this couple from here on out. Yes, absolutely. That was did like not occur insane. in this episode, but we know it will be, and we'll probably talk a lot more in detail about it then. But cannot be Ugh. ignored that such a douche. What we knew about Clint is just essentially getting confirmed, right? So, um, yeah, they meet, they sit down after the wedding because we got their wedding last week, and right. then we get their meeting and kind of. We pick up, isn't it yeah, like we, right at the reception? Yeah, something? we pick up and Gina won't stop talking about work. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a lot. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, it, where it's she's just at like in a nervous life right thing. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Like she's literally in the middle the middle of building, which now I feel like I have a clearer picture. So she's been in one of those suites that are really popular now for salons where you can just rent a suite. Mm-hmm. And now they've outgrown it. So now she's building her first solo brick and mortar from the ground up. I mean, yeah, I can see how that could be annoying for someone that's sort of like past that stage and is more interested in like their hobbies and interests and doesn't think your job defines you. But I also am like, this is her life right now. Like this is her full life outlet is this. So I kind of, I don't know, like even the disdain with which he spoke about her talking about her job. I was like, wow, really? You're kind of being judgy. It's yeah, it's like early. you've barely known this person. We could do a little bit of effort to not look like your eyes are glazed over. Right. Um, we also got a regatta reference. We not, did? Not explicitly. Okay. I would have heard. I, I, I just want known. from here out us to know that anything boat related for Clint in my um, special dictionary will just be referenced as regatta. Okay. We had a regatta reference. It just means we're going back to boats writ large with Clint. Sounds good. <laughs> so like right away, he's like, I race in Italy. I'm like, Clint, <laughs> I don't care. You're a freaking douche. All right. Now, to the my favorite part of oh, the episode. The speech? We have to. Oh my Have gosh. to. Okay. Dedicate a little bit of time. We do. Let me to this it. speech. Now, I'm watching. Here's the thing. Let me. I'm going to give a little background here. I've given a lot of speeches at weddings. Just have to say that. Mm-hmm. It's a. It can be a stressful thing to come up with it's original. Very what? 
It's very stressful. Yeah, very. it could be very stressful to come up with your own original things to say about someone. That being said, you need to, it needs to be from the heart, period. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing is that what you're saying from the heart. We have Gina's maid of honor delivering a soliloquy of sport of sorts that is what I will call the never lie, cheat, steal, and drink. Okay, this speech. was the most heavy, like <laughs> every so every sentence is a fake out, right? Yes. So it's all meant to like it's really meant to just throw you. I hope you cheat. Just life, <laughs> the years of life as so that you can love each other. I'm like, don't set people up like this. Yeah. There is enough tension as is at this wedding with two strangers. Don't freak everyone the fuck out but if with you, these dramatic intro sentences that are scaring the shit out of everyone. So I think that before you share what research you did on this moment, we should play the recording. Oh, you have it. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Steal, cheat, lie, or drink. If you must steal, steal each other's hearts. If you must cheat, cheat death, because I think I speak for everyone here when we say we need you both here. If you must lie, lie in each other's arms. And if you must drink, drink in all the moments that take your breath away like today. Here's to the lovely bride and groom. His face, by the way. He, <laughs> it's maybe one of the only times in this episode that I fully was like with Clint, but I just need to say this friend, she's like warbly on the verge of, of tears through the whole thing. This friend is a hoot. Like she's a little bizarre. I, she, I don't know if she's wasted. I kind of like, she fits like a hippie, overly earnest friend in a movie archetype to me. Like, I just, when she was speaking to Clint later, her face was, like, one inch away from his face. She's very intense. But, yeah. So, that was her spiel. That was her spiel. And just the fact that she's getting emotional about it. (sighs) Like, she wrote the words. I know. So, while the episode's going on, (laughs) it takes me approximately 37 seconds of internet research to find (laughs) out that this speech or these lines are taken verbatim from the 2005 critically acclaimed romantic comedy Hitch starring Will Smith and Ava Mendez. Ah, are you serious? Yes, I found the clip online. I love Will Hitch. Smith says that to Ava Mendez and Oh my god. There we are. There we have it. Wow. We're repeating she lines from Hitch. She thought it was a Hitch. deep enough cut, but it wasn't. It wasn't. If it takes me 37 seconds to research it online, it's yeah. not a deep cut. Yeah, friend. I'm sorry. Friend. Uh, so, I just was flabbergasted. <laughs> Absolutely flabbergasted. It was terrifying and very dramatic and very intense. And then it wasn't even yours. <laughs> I know. I mean, here's the thing. Honestly, it sounds like she is reading a monologue for an acting class. Yeah. And you know, like when Will Smith said it, there's no it was probably like light and infused with like it just it wasn't she turned it into a dramatic monologue is my point she upped it a level yeah so that was crazy um something that i noticed gina does have a smile that can very easily and without her realizing it i think slip into grimace it melts into a grimace and I don't know if it's like she has a big mouth and it's open a lot. And so it's just something that I was tracking because I was also I don't like I'm curious if you felt the same way. But after watching After Party last week where she was very forward that there was basically no physical chemistry here. Right. And that that was the prominent feeling of the wedding night, which I'm sure we're going to learn more details as we go. But I couldn't help but watch their whole wedding through that lens. Yeah, you know, and so I just kept looking at her like, "Are are you? Oh, like I, she'd be smiling, and then I'd be like, "Oh, you think you're you think you're faking it out right now, but you're really stressed right now. You you're grimacing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I haven't noticed the grimace. I need to pay attention like, to that. Ah, I got you. This is making for great podcast. Yeah, this is great <laughs> audio material. 
<laughs> uh, now it makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> but then the intense speech friend and a couple other girls do like need a one-on-one with him, you know? And I just have to say with what we do know from all these different things, him talking to her friends and the way he does it proves to me that he is very fucking calculated when he needs to be. Interesting. Because I just felt like his answers were all very broad strokes and very much I'm here and I'm ready. Like just stuff that I'm like, I already feel like I know enough about you that like, this is not fully authentic right now. Yes. And I can't remember if he said this to the friend or if it then switched to an interview of him, but he was trying. Yeah. I think he was talking to them. He was trying to like make a point of like, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. And he's like, I mean, I've been searching high and low for Mrs. Perfect for years. And I'm like, that statement just rubs me the wrong way. It's just, it, maybe it's just merely semantics, but I think it's a, a little window into Clint's mind. I have been searching for Mrs. Perfect for years. Not my, not my perfect mate. No. My perfect co-captain. Just Mrs. Perfect. (laughs) Just Mrs. Perfect. At large in the world. And I just still can't find her. It's like, ew. Well, especially with how we know his freaking body count that he needed us to know before the wedding. So I'm just like thinking like, oh, wow. So none of those 65 women were perfect enough for you. I'm just like. Shut up. Like you were you weren't with all of those women as like a test for freaking wifehood. Uh, or slash like your ranking system is shit. Like your decision making system on the value of a human being is in the the gutter in my opinion. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And it if you're looking for Mr. or Mrs. Perfect, you don't come on Married at First Sight. Right you know that that's not what you're getting. Like, I just, it's... Idiot. He's an abomination. Furthermore... (laughs) An abomination. Furthermore, he says, in my younger years, everything was driven by sexual encounters. Younger as in... Shut up, as in two... (laughs) As in two weeks ago? Right. When you were two weeks younger? You little hoe. Oh, my gosh. No. I can't stand Clint. And he thinks he is such hot shit. Yeah. I'm just like, that's, the, that's no. the thing that bugs. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to Shaquille and Kirsten. I definitely like my hope for this couple warmed a bit. Like we pick up right where we left off. They're at their sweetheart table at the reception. And I just thought it was hilarious that the first thing, like he says, I can't, you know, we're just, wow, what a day. Can't wait for us to get some good sleep tonight. And I'm like, this was literally the f- her favorite thing he said all night up to this <laughs> point. It was like something in her eye just shifted. She was like, oh, me too. And then they like get their food. There's just something really cute going on here in like them being at like just them two at this table. It's so easy. It's so natural. The way that they laugh and make fun of shit, the food comes out. LOL, Kirsten. It's not fucking cottage cheese. It's freaking burrata, one of the most delicious dairy products that you could have. But sure, cottage cheese. I don't care because whatever you're thinking, Shaquille agrees with you. And we're getting to watch an adorable moment of you guys laugh and make fun of the same thing together. So... I just was like really taken aback by this. I was like, oh, like she just seemed like totally smitten. So we definitely turned a page here. But then the second that the kiss glass clings go clinking. Oh, yes. She hardens again. Yeah. She was really anti that. And like, bless him. He's being so like patient with her and just going with it. But you could just see her completely shut down. She was so irritated that everybody was doing this. And I just thought it was funny. She was like very mad. Not having it. Um, Shaquille and her friends. So her friends are grilling him. This was another case of someone with gorgeous, more thoughtful answers 
that everyone is suspicious of. Uh, that one friend is hysterical when she, she was like, we kept it cute today for him, but tomorrow we're going to grill him like a pack of barbecued ribs. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Shaquille cause he's like down. He's not letting it freak him out. He thinks they're all hilarious and like they're vibing and he's going with it. And I, I like her friend group because you can tell they're very protective, but they're not like. And they're reasonable. Like, yeah, he they should be like, he has to prove himself to us. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. And she deserves to be protected that way. But they're not being bitchy about it. Yeah. You know, they're being they're keeping it fun. And I thought that was cute. And then excuse. Were you caught off guard by Shaquille's sexy garter lap dance? I'm confused. Okay. I'm confused here. Because in a span of two hours. We went from getting the cheek, yeah, known as cheek gate, which I think we have a little bit more to discuss about that. Mm-hmm. We went oh, from we getting getting the cheek to removing the garter with his teeth. Is, right. Is this the greatest comeback of all time? <laughs> Seriously. And she was amused. She was into it. She was smiling. I, I kept looking at her like, is she going to get weird right now? Because it was a big risk. The alcohol had to have been flowing by this point because I, I don't know how we got here. I don't know know. how this turnaround like was created out of the ether. Yeah. And somehow, and I just think that this, I chalk it up to like, this is a Shaquille's personality thing. This is why he's great at working at a university. Like he's got one of those just great personalities with people where like, he literally did a full-on sexy dance that led to a lap dance, and I never once felt creeped out by him. Mm. I felt like it still stayed fun yeah, and not weird. Yes, I would agree with that. And that's because of who he is. Yes. He was able to make that happen. Yeah. Then we have her in the bathroom with her girls, and they're obviously grilling her about like, what do you think? Are you attracted to him? We all got nervous when you gave him the cheek. So she, I just love how this story just keeps waffling depending on the moment and the feeling she's having because we keep going back and forth, right? No, we have a definitive answer We now. do because this is the first thing that came out of her mouth, which I want to hold her to this. And I wish Keisha could have held last week's after party, Kirsten, to this recording because she immediately goes i turned my cheek first off because i saw his bald head period period that's our answer to this question yes that's it we're not gonna try to found the other one buttress up this (laughs) with more reasons right that is the reason why right sorry yeah can't take it back now yeah which I cringed because they obviously showed this whole scene in After Party, which Shaquille had to sit and watch it with them. And I will say I thought he looked like a a, a tad sad when the recording stopped and it was just him. But, I mean, unsurprisingly, he takes it in stride. He almost doesn't address the bald thing at all. He makes it all about the permission thing and says he should have asked. And... And then he also says, like, I'm not too offended because this is all so new. Like, I believe that this is attraction is something that can grow. And Kirsten did tell her girlfriends after all of that stuff. She did say to them, my attraction has grown to, to him throughout the night. But the more I learn mm-hmm. about him, the more I hear him speak, like my attraction for him is growing. So that's a really good sign. I will say I seeing the preview for the season, it sort of made all of our initial feelings feel valid. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, ah, well, no matter what hope I'm feeling right now, apparently three weeks down the road, she's sitting in their apartment going, there's zero chemistry or something. She said something really like definitive like that. So I don't know, but gosh, he deserves the world. And I wish that she could just get over herself because they're an adorable couple. Yeah. I agree. And who knows? This could be one of those, you know, editing things where they it's the it's taken completely out of context. Yeah. I'm hoping it was in the beginning. There's no attraction and they just cut the no attraction. But right. Yeah. But they did get to exit on like a really fun drumline situation. And again, they were so natural. Like they were like, 
dancing together up against each other down the whole walkway. It was cute. They looked like a very attractive couple vibing. Yeah. So, yeah, something tells me Kirsten's just going to be this couple. Like, she's going to be her own worst enemy because this is, for all intents and purposes, a great situation. Okay, last but certainly not least, because, again, our crowned beacon of light for season 16. We have Nicole and Chris. We open with them both talking each other's ears off at their sweetheart table, (laughs) which I got a total kick out of Nicole in her interview talking about how she's a little concerned because they're both such talkers. (laughs) (laughs) He's such an unsuspecting talker. I know, too. like we've yet to see it in full effect on camera. We got sure. no impressions this week. I know I'm that's a actually sad. That. Um, I just have to spend a little moment on Chris here. Okay, so they're doing wedding pictures together, uh-huh. and I'm just really impressed by him. And he, everything during this time is. Do you need anything? Can I help you with this? Mixed in with complimenting her. Yeah. And call this cliche, but I'm telling you, these are the building blocks to a successful marriage, men. (laughs) They are. They just are. If you're the, the mix of compliments with just being there and offering help. Mm hmm. It's what every woman wants, I think. Yeah. Would you agree? I agree. And I feel like the beautiful thing about watching, particularly Nicole in this episode, is watching her just continually like blown away to be treated in a way, like to be treated like this. Which, I mean, we can also probably have like a whole side conversation about how that's probably also really fucking sad. Yeah. That she's 33 and that this is such a shocker. But like, I have enough friends to know that this is, that this is unfortunately real Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. And like, I just thought it was really beautiful because I think that there's going to be a lot of healing potentially for both of them with what they've both said has been a lack for them in their past. I think it's so beautiful to watch someone who like is so deserving to get to feel what this feels like. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. Finally, we get a couple that just cooperates with the glass clinking. Thank God. Like, come on, come on, people. You know it's gonna happen. Like, just do it. Also, the glass clinking, I was I forgot to mention this in our last glass clinking ser- segment, mm-hmm. but it's like these people have never been to a wedding before. Anytime there's always, right. there's like 80% of them perplexed. are like, what, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> and I'm like, it means you kiss. Yeah. Uh, like, have we, you been to a wedding in the United States of America? I, this I just is what don't. We do. It's like, well, what's going on? Why, why is everyone clicking their glasses? I get it if you were like 22 or something, but like, You've clearly all been to lots of weddings. This yeah. is what, yeah. I mean, anyway. Dominique probably doesn't know what it means, but everyone else should. <laughs> no, but her old soul should inherently exactly. be able to identify uh-huh. the tradition. Um, <laughs> but she's so into him and she talks about how she can already recognize that he's probably too nice in the world. Yeah. And that she wants to be able to create a safe space for him to be able to be real to be able to have his own boundaries, to say, I need this. So I think that's really sweet that she can already see that in him. Dad and Chris have a great conversation. Her dad's funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. With his cute, clear glasses. And he's like, he's very forward and direct and intense, but there's always like an air of comedy with it. So it doesn't get scary. Yeah. I mean, he was really cranking up the heat at portions of this. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's all understandable questions. Yeah. And Chris was so good. I was like, bless Chris. He just did a lot of like repeating back exactly the last sentence that the dad said. Like, (laughs) I do expect that we will be together forever. Are you going to support her? I will support her. Yeah. (laughs) Support. Yes. (laughs) But he does talk about like he I mean, he's very they're they're so into each other. He Mm -hmm. talks about how he feels this chemistry. He's very attracted. 
he's so relieved that someone so physically beautiful is also so personality-wise beautiful. That's a surprise to him. So he's like game and she is game. I kind of low-key was like, I know that she's saying all she's saying about like, we don't need to be in a rush to have sex. And he, of course, is coming from like respect first angle. There's this part of me that thinks that they will do it like either tonight or the next night because she is just like taken with him. Yeah, this is probably this is um, the leader in the clubhouse for bets on first 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 Cirques. Yeah. Yeah. We have Tara Reid, the rock star. Okay. Playing at the wedding. What the hell was going on <laughs> with that? Apparently, we're like taking. Yeah, we're getting live bands now. I know, very it, batch. I batch was gonna say it had a bachelor moment. I was expecting Nicole to be like, "This is my favorite artist, Chase Rice, who's performing <laughs> for us." <laughs> I just found today. out about yesterday. <laughs> I was like, "What? What's going on here? Live bands?" But um, literally, she looked like Tara Reid in a Hot Topic dress. It was crazy. They they're making out in the elevator. She says she can see falling in love with him. Yes, she can see herself falling in love with him. They're already calling each other babe. He carries her into the hotel room. Uh, He stops. He's already stopping her mid her speaking to say, you're really beautiful. Like, I'm just like, Houston, we have a serious relationship on our hands. Like, it's already serious. They're in it to win it. Like, yeah. I mean... The preview, of course, as they do, it did show some things that look potentially hard for them. Yeah. Like, and you're like, oh no, what could they possibly... Right now, I will fully admit to being under the wedding spell with this couple, and I can barely even imagine what their issues are going to be. But yeah. I can't, I mean, can't it's hard to, to It's hard to prognosticate out. I know. Um, random, I don't know why her favorite Yankees player is Mark Teixeira. <laughs> That He's nothing to me. No longer on the Yankees. Um, it was a big contract <laughs> in the early to mid aughts, and had a few good seasons with them. But it's Those the Yankees. Formative years for her, babe. It's like the most storied <laughs> franchise in the history of baseball, uh, uh, top five in sports. And Mark Teixeira, it's just like you got Jeter, you got Aaron Judge, you got Stanton. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got like. Yeah. Player after player. I didn't. Oh, yeah. Teixeira's was my favorite eight years ago. Right. Explain this to me, Nicole. <laughs> uh, okay. Needs to be. We need. We do need to remember that this couple has three giant dogs. His are 90 pounders. And one of them has a mandatory must sleep on the left side of him in the bed. Though he's willing to break the habit for her, but the dog needs to be on his left side no matter what. Mm. I'm a little nervous. Very much so. And then, yeah, we finally get our first classic help me unbutton my dress and reveal my Spanx to the world to sexy, sultry music. And I'm like, this couple is like, they just want a bone. I can feel it. I can feel it. (laughs) Do you have anything else on them? I don't. I'm excited. I'm excited. I have. I think we'll wait one more week for power rankings. Yeah. We want like all the weddings to be totally done. Yeah. So, but we're definitely doing them. We got our our year long this season on MAFS trailer. Mm -hmm. We're getting into the swing of things. So, yes, power rankings. I know everyone's been asking, I'm sure. Um, Oh, they have. (laughs) Are going to be back next week. Snail mail flooding in about it. Yeah, no one asked for them. No one wants them. <laughs> They're for me. So, okay, it was a jam-packed ep, people. Like to the point where, like, I feel like we had so much from each couple that I was like taking notes, was like scrolling oh, yeah. back forth, back forth. Um, so it was a fun week. I'm excited. I feel like we finally have something to sink our teeth into, and next week will be the last wedding episode, right? Well, I think next week we, I don't know if we're going to start Honeymoons next week. I mean, I think. No, because remember they always have like, it's like wedding night, take off my clothes. And then the next morning is like the family brunches. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have probably one more and then, then Honeymoons. Yeah. Or maybe we'll start. of course something that we could Google. 
That would be a professional thing to do. It's not how we roll over here. <laughs> it's not. We'd rather guess. Is there an episode of Maps next week? <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening this week. We hope that you will share us with your friends, find us on the internet, and subscribe to the things like you following us on Instagram and TikTok, you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. A few of you did this last week. That was so sweet of you. Uh, the more that you guys do that, then the more visibility we have and the more people can join in and cackle along with us. Um, but we hope you have lovely weekends and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.